Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Here we go. 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 This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Danger Slashing. Pow, pow, pow. And I am Freebooter Fanatical. So what? Yeah, there we go. That's more like it. It's uh, the Tuesday morning episode. It's the Mailbag Delve. I've actually got some good emails to read out. I don't know whether you've had a look uh, at them or not. Let's, let's do it. We don't usually go in for actually reading out the mailbag, but we, we it's, easy intend to, to. it's easy to forget like how good they can be. I mean, I we was do. thinking back over the past, like when we used to get the bullshits, which we haven't done in a while, you know, some of them mm. you're like, we were literally, I wouldn't say we were crying laughing. That hardly ever happens in real life, does it? No, because we're, um, we're men of the world. We're hardened. We've seen and heard almost everything. I don't think many people do. We're the only person I've seen consistently cry from laughter is Sue Barker, the host of um, <laughs> Question of Sport, yeah. who at least feigns to cry with laughter every time one of the team captains says anything. That's pretty, like, it's a pretty good strike rate, isn't it? Yeah, and the, and the truth is, let's be honest, Question of Sport is really unfunny. It's not funny yeah. at all. Yeah. Um, and yet, Sue Barker, I mean, she's having a whale of a time. Phil Tufnell, if he's still one of the captains, fuck knows. Last time I watched it, it was Willie Carson and Bill Beaumont. <laughs> <laughs> Last time I paid attention. But anytime I've tuned in and seen Barker, she is wiping tears away from yeah. her eyes. But I, I just, you know, Phil Tufnell seems like a nice enough guy, but... You know, Dave Chappelle is probably not, the only bloke quite. who'd make me cry with uh, laughter. I mean, Sue Barker has led a charmed life. Let's face it, she's never worked a day in her life properly. She got <laughs> to play, she, hang she on got a minute, wasn't she a professional a tennis player? Yeah, that's not that's a job, hard that's a work, game. Man. That's a game, that's not a fucking job. <laughs> yeah, okay. That's like footballers who, who basically play a children's game. Or, yeah. or us, who are basically doing a phone call. Each day we to we each phone call each other and and don't even make an effort. Re- we just talk as shit. In order <laughs> to do work. top flight time machine like properly, say if we ever went on holiday and got two other people to cover for us, right? You're coming in, <laughs> you're doing, to- and they asked me that like, we need people to sit in. Um, <laughs> some podcasts do that, you know. I remember I used to do listen it? to Adam and Joe. I used to listen to Adam and Joe religiously, and. Uh, Joe would go off because he went and started doing all Hollywood things and when he was away they would get in their mates like I think once maybe even Louis Theroux sat in and it was usually I think maybe Edgar Wright that director like mates Mm. of theirs you know and um, so they do do it that big posh school together didn't they Westminster they went to a big posh school yeah Uh, imagine the lols there must have been going on there (laughs) <laughs> in the dormitories and that. Yeah. Uh. But but 
the um I would say that if would we were to in. do it and someone and I had to brief someone, they said that yeah. what do you have to do? I would say almost switch off your brain. Mm. You know, it's it like remember when Luke Skywalker is in the X Wing, he's attacking the Death Star, and the ghost of Sir Alex Guinness says in his head Do yourself a favour, switch off your fucking night vision. Switch off your night vision goggles or whatever the fuck it is you're wearing and just use the force. Um, Just follow your instinct, follow your gut. Yeah. And he did. And what happened next? He blew up the fucking Death Star. Yeah. And that is how I approach doing this. Yeah. You've got to follow your gut, not your head. Follow your gut, not your nut. What 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 then is the Death Star? What are we aiming to blow up? Uh, it, our audience's n- minds. N- no, no such thing as a fish. <laughs> our audience's minds. You mention no such thing as a fish a lot. Is that those fuckers who are behind QI? I've heard of it. Yeah. Is it yeah. a fact based? Um, of course it podcast? is. It's one of the, I, big, the early big pods that broke yeah, through. I fucking hate facts, as I've talked about mm. before. Uh, they're not funny. They're stupid. And I can't understand why we live in a society where, where people people doing podcasts about facts are so popular. I mean, well, I think the general public, you know, and I'm not counting, we've got a few, quite a few thousand, let's be honest. I know you don't like to reveal the true numbers, but there is a decent, solid amount of cunters out there now, right? But other than them who obviously are a little bit more enlightened, the British public have fucking mm. pathetically low standards of They're what idiots. is interesting yeah. to them. Yeah. Oh, were, you well, aware, I mean, well, were you aware that an ox is unable to dream? Fuck off. <laughs> Probably not true, and even if it is, who cares? Shut up. It's a good fact, that, though. Is that true? No, I don't know. I like that. We'll, we'll do... It, we'll do. It's we'll like, do some I'd rather fuck, listen to off. you... Tell me about Shelley, what it is, who was in it, what happened, and where I can still see repeats, because that's useful to me. Did, I, I watched the the five episode marathon of Shelley that was on on Sunday evening. <laughs> it was the first five episodes in the first series, and it's really funny. I was doing lots of uh, lols, as I think they say, laugh out louds. But, I saw um, a bit last he's night. He's a horrible, horrible character. Yeah. He, he, but you, he's, but you he's a love horrible him. misogynist. Oh, is he? Yeah, I hadn't realised how, how bad a person he was. Yeah, he's a sexist pig. He was uh, eyeing up the waitress in the cafe while his girlfriend was sat next to him in the first episode. <laughs> he was, he was... said two, two minutes into the first episode of this yeah. sitcom and he suggested a threesome between his girlfriend and the waitress. Oh, fuck you now. And then in episode four, I think it was, he woke up in some other woman's bed while his pregnant girlfriend was at home. He's a monster. Oh, my God. Yeah, nothing I think. I think in those days, I can only imagine that TV shows were only made for men by men, and it never yeah. crossed anyone's mind that... Think about the ladies. ...a lady would be watching it, and therefore you get you just get wound up. I mean, mind you, on my much-missed and much-loved resting television mm. programme, Santa Laney's News thing, you occasionally wrote on that, and... It, all the writers were blokes, weren't they? But we did endeavour not mm. to be sexist. But that was because by that stage, 
by our generation were fully aware of the existence of women as yeah. fellow because human one of them beings. Used to bring, one of them used to used, one of them used to bring the cups of tea at the office while we were writing. That was remind. That was a good reminder for us um, <laughs> of of women being around. Yeah. I don't, think it was se- sandwiches. <laughs> I don't think it was sexist. We, no. de- we didn't do jokes like that. But I Certainly think back not. then people just just carried along and <clears throat> didn't really, it didn't cross their mind for a moment. Anything yeah. other than what made them f- laugh at the time. I think back then as well, a lot of the men would be watching alone and the women would be in the parlour, probably doing mm. some darning or something like that. Darning some well, the socks women, the, the women men. would come in and they'd go, oh, my, my soaps are on now. That's what they say, don't they? That's what my mum says. Oh, my soaps are on. I can't miss my soaps. Fuck off your soaps, mum. They're not yours. What do you mean? (laughs) Just say that EastEnders is on. (laughs) Yeah, they belong to everyone. That's the whole point of them. They're the people's (laughs) programmes. Oh, my soaps. I have to watch my soaps. I actually don't like... That's One thing I don't like, Andy, is when people... Say my about anything. So with my mum, it's my soaps. But right. I remember when I was younger, and I suppose people still do it today. They go, "Oh, I love my music. I love yeah. my music." <laughs> and you're like, "What do you mean my music? Why don't you just say I love music? The music, right? my yeah, or just music? You don't my music. Why do you have to make it like it's yours, right? Yeah, but that's a good point because the music that they love is the music that they love. It's theirs. They don't love like, you know, I Iron love Maiden. My, that's not what they mean or, though, mate. Sure, Iron man. Maiden. <laughs> You're two off the top of your head examples of music that nobody could possibly love. <laughs> Iron Maiden and Chopin. <laughs> You're right though. Chopin is shit. But, yeah. but like... <clears throat> Yeah, but that's not... I see what you mean, but that's not what they mean. They, right. they mean something yeah. else. I okay. remember watching Big Brother once, right, and uh, some cunt was on there, and he was going, I love my labels. He meant designer clothes labels. Oh, I love my labels, his labels. And when he was asked in a later episode, so I already had the ump about him because of that, and I couldn't get it out of my head. <laughs> and then they said, what do you miss most? And about being in the house, they've been in there a few weeks. And someone said, I miss my favourite food. And someone else said, I just miss my family. And he said, I miss my labels. And they said, what do you mean? He goes, I just miss having all of my labels to wear. <laughs> Fucking hell. bastard. They should yeah, have made him bastard. wear a smock for the whole entirety of it. Yeah. Punishment. Absolutely awful. Go, go back to that music thing, though. <clears throat> What's what's almost as bad as when you see a picture of what sort of music are you doing? They go, oh, all sorts. No, you're not. No, you're fucking but, not. Oh, they'll see a bit of everything. Fuck off. No, you're not. You're not an Iron Maiden and Chopin. Well, heavy metal. <clears throat> yeah, heavy metal, classical, Psychotronic jazz funk. funk. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck off. Fuck that. You're not. Just you're fucking, fucking tell me. You're in a and whatever the latest fucking you, deep house compilation is. You've got the best of the fucking Spice Girls, which you play with your mates when you're pissed. Yeah. Right, listen. The the, the question, what sort of music are you into, is a bit of an obnoxious question, though. Yeah, I suppose I mean, so. I, I'd never ask someone that, what sort of music you're into, because it's <clears> just <throat> like, it's, it's almost aggressive. Mm. It's like, if you want, you know, if you really have to know, 
just say, listen, I'm not going to ask you what your favourite music is. Just show me your iPod, your iPhone, and there'll be your most played artists probably yeah. on Spotify. Just tell me what your most played artists are. Then we can cut the crap. Fine. Yeah, no, no one would ever do that, though, because it would be like, aha. <laughs> I wouldn't uh, care about that. Aha, the Beatles. Yeah. And probably Spice Girls. But they're, in fact, they're pretending that they're in a... Uh, I don't know. They always say something like, I like I like all sorts. I mean, I'm really yeah. into like Frank Sinatra because someone who doesn't know anything about music would say that because they'd think it showed a little bit of a quirky twist to their tastes. Yeah. Yeah. But who cares? Listen yeah, to what you it. want as long Switch as it's not Coldplay. Switch your brain off. Yeah. Hey, this is a great, great email we got last week. I absolutely love this. I'm really up. It's not a wind-up. From Josh Cheatham. Uh, dear Sam and Andy, on Thursday, me and my wife went to St. James's Hospital in Leeds to be induced for the birth of my baby girl. She was induced. Josh, you were not. Um, he says, something happened when we were on the antenatal ward that I just have to share with you. We were sharing a ward with three other couples who were being induced. Unfortunately, the, the women in the couples were being induced. Josh, you weren't. Unfortunately, I didn't see them or get to know them as we all had our curtains closed and we were respecting each other's privacy, as it should be. We had been on the antenatal ward for two days when my wife's waters finally broke. When the midwife came with a wheelchair to take us to the delivery suite, I all of a sudden got excited and said, here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it. Yes. As you would. Um, And my wife gave me the oddest look she's ever given me. But as we were being wheeled out of the room, a voice from behind one of the curtains shouted, TTFN, dickhead! (laughs) 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 Fucking brilliant. Best email we've ever had. Two punters. In the same uh, antenatal ward, bantering Fucking blindly hell. with each other from behind the curtain. Um, Josh says, I was pissing myself laughing. If it wasn't for the current situation of my wife going into labour, I would have stayed to get his name and give a proper shout out. If he's listening, which he probably is, I'd just like to say a massive thank you for making me laugh so much at a time when deep down I was petrified. Huge respect to the St. James's Hospital Cunter. Kind regards, Josh Cheatham. Keep it, it in the Amazing email. I wonder what his wife made of it, though. Like, you've got to be careful with your wife when she's giving birth because yeah. if you start being cheeky or trying to be funny, then she tends to get the hump because she doesn't, you know, she's going through hell. Did uh, you so see I the video know- of that fella last week who'd done the, the cards with all the writing on that he was showing to his wife? You know the Bob Dylan video where he's got the oh, cards yeah. and he keeps yeah, dropping yeah. one? The fella yeah. did that and it was it was all about how, how much he loved his wife and oh, talking about so. their relationship and their love for each other. While she's but giving birth? While she's in labour. And he had someone filming this as well. She's just out of shot almost cunt. and the, the camera's pointing at him. Earth's biggest cunt. What a complete cunt. What he thought is, this this will be re- this will go down great on this social media. Yeah, this yeah. will go viral. Great optics. What an absolute cunt. It's the birth of his fucking child, and he's trying yeah. to think of a fucking angle for that. Yeah. I Terrible. mean, literally, best thing you can do is keep your mouth shut. That said, <clears throat> um, I am honoured and touched that two, not one, but two children, two babies came into this earth to the mm. strains of our catchphrases and theme tune. Yeah. Um, and I hope they grow up to be as strong and noble and courageous as both me and Andy are. And I hope they've been named after us because Sam, oh, and, Sam Andy and Andy are, are, are appropriate men and women names. So, good, you know. good couple of names, those. Good, solid yeah, couple of names. names. Can't really go wrong with Sam and Andy. Yeah. 
Although he's called Josh, so fuck knows what he'll call it. <laughs> Never mind. Well, well done, everyone. I, I'll look into getting you some um, Top Flight Time Machine baby merch. <laughs> Drop, yeah. drop us a line at the um, drop us a line at the email address tftimemachine at gmail dot com. Is that what it is? Yeah, something and, like that. And uh, topflighttimemachine at gmail dot com. Topflighttimemachine at gmail dot com. Drop us an email. I might be able to rustle up some baby merch <laughs> from the Latvians. The Latvians, yeah. What's this? Oh, fucking hell! Call from Delaney in <laughs> What's London. Now? What's he want now? <laughs> fucking idiot! <laughs> fucking baby grow. What the <laughs> fuck? Hey, just get it fucking made. <laughs> <laughs> you know the agreement. <laughs> okay, okay. All right, here's I'll a, get on to them. Here's a good email. Uh, Philip Hawkins. Just come back from holiday to Cyprus. Walked past some guy trying to sell a boat trip. And in my best Frank Lampard, I said, No, thank you. I've already booked one for tomorrow when I was back in the UK. Thanks to the TripAdvisor <laughs> website. Oh, God. <laughs> he's admitting that he said that yeah, like yeah. that good yeah. man i Brilliant. respect him good self-awareness <laughs> we all find ourselves doing a frank lampard sometimes don't we yeah yeah i did my online research before i boarded the plane yeah and nobody my, cares my, mate my, my itinerary has been planned out well in advance <laughs> thanks to the dawson logistics method <laughs> <laughs> i really respect this bloke for He's good. Admitting that, yeah. There's more. All... Yeah, There's more. He says, I came back and passed him 30 minutes later on the way to way back to another bar, and he spoke to me again. I thought he said, do you like barbecue? <laughs> so I said, once again, like Lampard, as I said before, I'm already booked <laughs> on a boat trip, so no thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so to which this, that said, no, you look like you've been on a barbecue. You burnt the fuck from the sun, you prick. Uh, no. Yes. <laughs> 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 then, oh my god. He picked up his board advertising the cruise from behind him and then walked away saying, Goodbye, English. <laughs> <laughs> and Philip says, Disendat and a TTFN dickhead all in one. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Um, Luke Nichols says you might appreciate this for a mailbag episode oi fucking hell don't tell us what to do with it just send it in we'll do what we fucking want just send in your raw content we'll do what we want with it yeah fucking telling us what do you think you are the producer (laughs) right anyway he goes on to say uh, I used to visit Turkey every year as a kid and go to the same hotel every time one year when I was about six one of the many cats that lived there had kittens we were you can see where this is going we returned a year later excited to see all of the cats but then the new turkish bartender whose name sounded something like razvan rat there was a player called that who played for west ham approaches us i ask him where are the cats he just looks at me and says cat finished I I innocently ask him what he means. Again, he says, cat finished, but this time with a throat slip motion across his throat (laughs) with his finger. Fucking hell. Scarred for life from Luke, a long time cunter. Oh, man. Yeah, well, that's the way they treat cats out there, mate. They they do things differently Mm. out there, they do. It's their Uh, culture, and it's not for us to judge. No, no, exactly. Who says that our way of dealing with cats is the right way? Um, 
Miles Auckland says, I heard Andy ask if he's the only person who worries about his car getting set on fire when driving over a fag butt <laughs> discarded by the driver in front. Am I the only one? Let's see. Uh, Miles says, I do too. After it happened to my mate Craig when a fag butt set light to the soundproof bonnet lining in his 1994 Orion. So, there you go. It can happen. Jalapeño. You should celebrate yourself every day. But some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection. Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Jalapeño. Good Gary Lineker story here. Oh, we've had it, haven't we? Gary no, Lineker we in the public toilet. We no, not had that? We have. I don't think okay. we have. Okay. My man works in a private school in West Sussex. This is from Chris Keane. Many years ago, he came home one day very excited as his school had played a home football game against the side that contained Gary Gary Lineker's two sons. And Gary, in commas, as my dad was instantly calling him, had come down to watch. Brilliant. After the game, my dad was placed next to Gary during the team dinner and said that he had a great chat with him and he was very nice. As a kid, I thought this was unbelievably cool. Many years later, as an adult, I find the follow-up to this story decidedly less cool. Um, A couple of years ago, my parents were in Cafe Nero at St Pancras Station, waiting to board the Eurostar, when who should my dad spot in the queue for coffee but Gary himself? He took a picture and sent it to me, and I thought, oh, how amusing. However, that wasn't the end of it. Turns out my old man, so desperate to remind Mr Lineker that they'd met before, decided to follow him into the public toilet when he spotted (laughs) Gary going in. As he stood next to him at the urinal, he offered a, Hi, Gary, remember me? Unsurprisingly, (laughs) Mr Lineker needed my dad to explain himself, and after he had... Apparently, he was nice enough to say that he did remember and it was nice to see my dad again. But he now needed to leave the toilet and board his train. (laughs) Oh, yes, I do remember you. All right, go remember me. No, I don't. Oh, well, about 12 years ago, you briefly sat next to me at a dinner at a school in West Sussex after our sons had played football. Okay, I'm going to say, yes, I do remember that. It's nice to see you again, but now I have to catch a train. Goodbye. (laughs) Um, uh, You need to catch the train. Whether or not this is what Mr. Lineker was thinking is up for debate. My dad still tells the story about following him into the toilet with no shame whatsoever. Hero, he says. Well, I think it's creepy. We talked about that the other day, isn't it? Like I said with my fixation with Gary Lineker, I see see him about once or twice a week. And even though I spent a lot of quality time with him, back in that that day when I interviewed him. Plus, there's a high mm. chance he'll recognise me as Sam Delaney, Britain's best journalist. From, and from Top Flight Time Machine, yeah. It, there's fellow, a number of podcaster. reasons 
well, you know, there's fellow a, podcaster now. There's a number of reasons why Lineker would recognise me, right? Okay. Jesus. But I'm not going to go up and and start going, all right, it's me, Sam Delaney, remember when we met that time? Mm. Because he, he doesn't give a fuck. He's got his own shit going on, hasn't he? That said, if you see me in public, I don't mind if you come up to me as long as you praise me. Yeah. Yeah, I get quite a bit of that. I was in the pub on Friday night and I got some praise from a couple of cunters. Yeah. And, you, um, you know, I you don't like, you, You're not so keen on public interactions as no, I, I am. No, I like it. I like it. I crave like it, validation, that, I whereas you're quite sort of, you're just happy in your own skin, aren't you? Yeah. But I mean, you know, as long as they, like you say, as long as they don't come up and tell me I'm a cunt. As I mean, it would have been nice if they both bought me a pint, but, you know, maybe next time. When we were in Manchester before the gig, I bumped into a few um, cunters mm-hmm. that are known to us, the lads from Five Life. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, what's his name? And the other one. And the other one. And uh, I was at the bar getting my Heineken Zeros, and they said, all oh, right, and we were having a chat, because obviously we've met them before. And I said, these drinks are on these lads. I weren't joking, but yeah. they thought I was and didn't yeah. pay. <laughs> they didn't pay. Mind you, pay. we did get them to work the door for us for free. So yeah, that's we true. got our money's worth out of them. That's true. Yeah. Here's a good one from, I'm, I'm not allowed to say his name. It's an anonymous uh. one. And he says, I work for a university and for a number of years have been entertained by a right bullshitting lecturer. A bullshitting lecturer. Imagine that. Uh, his bullshit does not stand up to scrutiny, but I won't call him out on anything. And my interactions with him have greatly improved as a result of letting him go on largely unquestioned. That's, as you said, that's the way to deal with it, isn't it? Just yeah. let them let, let them dig themselves a deeper and deeper hole. Always. He says some examples are, he told us once that he played semi-professional football in Ireland, a point disproved mm. by the first time someone kicked a ball in his direction on a lunchtime five-a-side. He told us that as a younger man, his house had been bombed by the IRA, but that they later sent a letter of apology as it was the wrong target. Dear he sir no slash madam, this <laughs> is Martin McGuinness, boss of the IRA. It has come to my attention that some of my operatives recently bombed your home <laughs> by mistake. <laughs> it turns out that it was your neighbour we were looking to bomb for reasons that we will keep to ourselves. <laughs> Suffice to say, we are deeply sorry for any upset or disruption caused. <laughs> Please accept our sincere apologies. Please accept these two WH Smiths gift tokens enclosed in the envelope, totaling £20 for you to spend next time you're at the high street. Are the best. Are the T-T-F-N. best. And, and remember, give Ireland back to the Irish. TTFM, Martin McGuinness and the boys. <laughs> <laughs> apology from the IRA. And I would have that framed on the wall if I had a letter of apology from the IRA. If it had even existed. And he says he had no answer when he was asked where this address where this letter was addressed to. Because of course the house no longer existed. <laughs> it had been he, destroyed, yeah. Exactly. He said maybe they just left it lying on the pile of rubble. Or, you know, yeah. tight to a brick or something. Uh, he says he also told us an X Factor finalist had played an intimate gig in his front room to him and his family, which was true. But he claimed this came about because the singer owed him a favour, when in fact he had won a coupon competition for Chicago Town Pizzas. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
<laughs> I wonder which X Factor singer. That was probably Steve, Steve Brookstein. Uh, he says, my favourite is a bullshit involving a prop, a decoy USB stick that he leaves lying around. He once told me he'd lost this USB stick and it was a big problem. I saw a stray USB stick on a nearby desk and I said, is that it? And it was. He proceeded to tell me how in the wrong hands the USB could cause major damage oh. as it's capable of bypassing any password on any device using wow. a few lines of code. Because of this, he'd been recently detained by MI6 who sat him in a room with no windows and opened their line of questioning with, so where's the 20 million quid? <laughs> fear, fear not, though. He managed to talk his way out of it and apparently even assisted them with solving the crime. And they let him keep the USB stick. Useful, nice. as he has lost it and told this story to several of us over the years. This man <laughs> is a lecturer in a university, a position of responsibility. He's an educator. His Jesus job is Christ. to fill the minds of young people with truths and facts. And well, yet, my, I was helping uh, Lem with his homework over the weekend, and he pointed out to me that on the worksheet that had been printed out for them to work from, that whoever had done it, the teacher or what, whoever, had written, had spelt the word w- one, as in the number one, mm-hmm. W-O-N, as in Jesus. you won. Yeah. Right? And it took my son, who's not even quite eight yet, to point out the error. And then, uh, and then, right, we were doing the maths, and I was like, I don't like this at all. This is bad. This is bad news, right? Mm. I've already got, oh, no, actually, I won't. I won't go into the, my problems I've got with the school. But. <laughs> Probably best not to. I, uh, I did recently, but it was because it was like three weeks before my kid was going to leave was, forever. Yeah, so, you were giving you know. it a TTFN dickheads yeah, yeah. To, the, to his old school. The uh, the We were doing some maths homework, and they do these propositions, right, in maths. So it says, Kylie states Kylie? that, yeah, it was, it was Kylie, which I thought was weird. It says, Kylie states that the image below represents 800 do you agree with her if uh, do you agree with her or not please state your reasons right Mm. now the image was a series of shapes each each representing different numerical units right Right. so there was tens hundreds whatever right and it was fucking easy because there was eight squares representing 800 right and then there was about four lines which each represented 10 right so mm-hmm. it was fucking obvious that it was more than 800 so i said <laughs> so so lem went that's fucking eight it's 840 and i said yeah that much is obvious this is silly it's an easy question he went yeah i said kylie's an idiot and he went yeah and i said you should write it because it says write your reasons so he wrote it is 810 there are clearly 10 there are t- you know there are clear there is clearly 10 other 10s represented here right or whatever <laughs> so kylie is an idiot right and i thought it's quite funny little bit of banter yeah. my missus okay she'd heard it what was going on she came and checked she made us rub it out because she oh, said it was right. undermining to the teacher yeah and i thought well it kind of is but it's a bit of fun it's not insulting to the teacher is it and what no. i'm trying to do there in that story is make learning fun and yeah you're trying to now, build bridges, aren't you? Do you? Who do you think was in the right? Your missus. 
do you think it would have been really out of order had we not rubbed it out? Possibly. I think your teacher would have thought, oh, this kid's got some smart-ass dad <laughs> who's told, told the kid to write, Kylie's an idiot, <laughs> and I've got, I've got nine other kids who've all put the same thing, and I don't fucking need this because I'm a teacher <laughs> and I'm under a lot of stress already as it is. Do you know what I thought? You, you're probably right, but I thought not only... I thought to myself, not only is this fun for Len, because Len thought mm. it was hilarious that I was encouraging him to do this, right? I thought it might be fun for her, because I thought she probably is under stress. She's got loads of marking to do, and it's quite boring. And at least someone has made the effort to lend a little bit of cheeky humour yeah. to, to like stuff. Said, and I thought of, it might liven banter. up her day. Yeah, a bit of banter. Yeah, but banter's the worst thing in the world, isn't it? Really. All right. Okay. Well, I'm interested in what the Cunters think. That any other parents who do not who do you think? Where's the line? Or teachers? Or teacher? Yeah, I yeah. know we've got some teachers who listen. That's the proper um, feedback we want. You, and if you are a teacher, I'd be interested to know if you've ever had bantankerous homework that you've actually found funny. Or the stuff that you found out of order. What's the what's the best and worst banter you've ever seen hey, in someone's homework? I, I, I did a bantankerous mock exam, GCSEs. Did I did RE, which you, okay. you, you could choose. It was um, a compulsive subject. You had to do it. Compulsory, rather. <laughs> it wasn't compulsive. And <laughs> you could choose whether or not to do the final exam, and I chose not to because I fucking hated it because I was an atheist. Because I was like 15. Mm. I don't believe, I don't God, believe in God. That shit. Fucking hell. So I chose not to do the, the GCSE, but they still made me sit the mock exam for whatever fucking yeah. reason. So um, I just did loads of joke answers to the questions. <laughs> uh, one, one of them was, why did um, why did Jesus not want to... Oh, what the fuck was it again? Why did Jesus not want to preach? Why did Jesus not want his teachings to be told to a wider audience or something? And right. I put, Cause fe- for fear of being asked to do blankety-blank. <laughs> and one, that another is one was, why why did jesus preach in the temple uh and i put because the acoustics were good <laughs> <laughs> and i got hauled over the coals by my straight laced re teacher but i later found out that it had been passed around the staff room and all the teachers thought it was fucking great there you go. So there we are. And that's what that's why I want to ask the teachers off record, the, any, yeah. any teacher cunters, primary or secondary, don't <laughs> care. Get in touch and tell us, because I bet sometimes there are things that you think are funny, but obviously you're duty-bound to reprimand the culprit. Um, Just like my RE exam. Yeah, have you exactly. Got the, um, have you, you were going to give me some kind of quiz on the last episode, and I told you oh, not yeah. to. You know, I'm, this try, one. I'm trying it? to make this a uh, little bit more literary, aren't I? Remember, I'm going to yeah. do some poetry. Um, <sighs> the Guardian did the uh, best books of the 21st century. Okay. Um, and so this game is in the Guardian's best books of the 21st century, or <laughs> not <laughs> Not in the ba- Guardian best books of the 21st century. Okay. Here we go. Right. The Beauty of the Husband. The Beauty of the Husband by Anne Carson, 2002. One of Canada's most celebrated poets examines love and desire 
if, if you make your mind up before I finish, you can do a buzzer and decide in a collection that describes itself as a fictional essay in 39 tangos. Carson charts the course of a doomed marriage in loose-limbed lines that follow the switchbacks of thought and feeling from first meeting through multiple infidelities to arrive at eventual divorce in the Guardian's <laughs> best books of the 21st century or not in the Guardian's yes, best books of the 21st is. century. It's in. Yeah, you're right. It is in. Of course it is. It's about you could, 56. You, you couldn't make up 39 loose tangos. <laughs> yeah, loose-limbed. <laughs> Whatever it was. Right, next uh. one. Love Me, Hate Me, Be Me by Anne-Marie Fawcett, 2008. A teenage housemaid falls pregnant to an aristocrat in 19th century London. A an aging poet living with AIDS in 1980s New York City tries to reconnect with his estranged daughter. A single mother in present-day Tokyo discovers a secret that might tie these disparate lives together and unearth a painful family secret stretching generations. I've got to go no. No, I made that one up. Love me, yeah. love, love me, hate me, be me by Amory Fawcett. I might actually write that book. It's all there under isn't a it? pseudonym. It's all there. There's always there's always a secret that ties together. There's there's already always a yeah. clue that ties together um, a, a painful family secret yeah. that stretches generations. If you're gonna um, do that though, write it in a, write it as a, as a woman. You know, oh yeah, I'll write it published. as the woman in present day Tokyo. Yeah. Uh, right. Next one is called This House of Grief by Helen Garner, 2014. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A man drives his three sons into a deep pond and swims at... <laughs> it already feels made up. A man, a man drives his three sons into a deep pond and swims out, leaving them to drown. But was it an accident? Was it an accident? This 2005 tragedy caught the attention of one of Australia's greatest living writers. Mm. Garner puts herself centre stage in an account of Robert Farquharson's trial that combines forensic detail and and rich humanity. In no. the Guardian's best books in no, 21st century not. or not. Andy, no. This House of Grief by Helen Garner is a real book and it was in the Guardian's Jesus best Christ. books of the 21st century and you want to get it read mate because it sounds oh, like man. a right rollicking read it okay, sounds last... like something that Sam Delaney would clearly would make, make up. Uh, <laughs> right next one is called For the Sake of Beauty by uh-huh. Christian Soutet I think uh-huh. it's Soutet 2011 a disturbing plunge into post-war Korea through the eyes of Yun, a 10-year-old orphan sleeping on the streets of Seoul. The searing authenticity of this debut novel was made all the more remarkable <clears throat> by the fact that its author, Soute, was a 38-year-old Swiss-American. It won the prestigious Prix de Grand Literature in Switzerland three months before it was even published, before Soute disappeared completely from the literary scene. Fuck, that's tricky. For the sake uh, of beauty. No, that doesn't exist. Andy, For the Sake of Beauty by <laughs> Christian Soute, published in 2011, winner of the Prix de Grand Literature in Switzerland, does not exist. <laughs> Get in there. I made it up. I made it up. And I also made up the Prix de Grand Literature 
which yeah, I'm did. quite pleased very with. Very good. Yeah. Mm. <clears throat> very good. So there that you was go. Almost, that was almost the killer clue for me. I thought, no, he's made this really? up. Is that when I gave yeah. it away? Yeah, You're thinking, think ah, so. fucking hell. You must be joking. Three to grand, what? No fucking <laughs> way. Yeah, that's the lady. <laughs> Not having that. Um, all right. right so that's I've done that I did the movies before didn't I I might do albums next yeah of course keep them coming mm. right that's it for this episode um, we're going to put together a list of all of the subjects we want emails on because I watched uh, the Danny Baker and Gary Lineker one they put out a tweet with 65 different categories on that they Fucking want emails hell. on we might just nick some of them well, but, listen. Um, we've got. We've got. We we'll, we'll go back over old categories. Remember them, and then we might introduce a system where you have to put in the the what the subject is. Although most right. of you do do that. A what system. the category is okay. in the subject. Yeah, well, it's easier like for us that. to wait through. I mean, the inbox is fucking rammed full. It's ram packed, as Jeremy Corbyn would say. Yeah, it is. Keep them coming though. Yeah. Uh, thanks for listening, everyone. We'll be back at some point with more. TTFN. TTFN. Subscribe to IFS Dickheads. And buy tickets and all. Bye. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 